Chapter 1 Dr. Victoria Thomas raced down the hallway. Thankfully, she realized within the first few days of working at the Women's Federal Correctional Institution how impractical heels were. She had begrudgingly acquiesced to wearing a sensible pair of loafers that allowed her to sprint across the prison compound at a moment's notice. The new commits sitting in the waiting room rushed to look out the window of the psych building. They cheered and wolf-whistled as she darted down the wooden stairs and across the compound. From all corners of the prison, correctional staff members ran in the direction of the prison's recreation yard, a five-acre field with a dirt track and weight pile. The yard was enclosed in razor wire and accessible only through a metal gate in the back door of the prison's recreation building. She caught up with Officer Napuna, a solidly built Pacific Islander. What's happening? she asked, out of breath. 102 in progress, he said, sweat dripping from his brow. 102? She couldn't remember what that was. Mike Russell, the burly prison foreman, stood like a sentry at the metal gate of the rec yard, holding it open for staff responding to the emergency. Just as Victoria ran through the threshold of the gate, she heard the roar of a motor. The noise was deafening. A sudden solid gust of wind knocked her backward, and she struggled to keep her footing. Her long hair blew into her face, obscuring her vision. She could hear Lieutenant Lopez shouting, Take cover! Officer Napuna dropped to the ground in front of her. Holy shit! he yelled. She quickly dropped to the ground, brushing her hair from her eyes. That's when she saw it. About 40 yards away, a helicopter rose from the recreation field, hurling sheets of dust everywhere. The rotor spun violently. Like a wasp or some unwanted pest, it flew toward them, hovering briefly overhead, then took off. Victoria got up from the ground and brushed the dirt off her navy pantsuit. It was useless. Man down, man down, control, do you copy? A frantic voice radioed in. Control, copy, a shaky voice responded. It's Lords, Sylvia Lords, she heard Russell yell to Lieutenant Lopez, a stocky Latino with a shaved head and a permanent sulk. Victoria knew the name. Inmate Sylvia Lords was considered an old-timer at Dublin because she had a 50-year sentence for bank robbery. You okay, ma'am? Napuna asked, his pecs visible through a sweat-soaked uniform. Yes, she replied. Are you? He looked a little pale, but nodded and wiped the sweat from his brow. Didn't see that coming. Within moments, two white-coated Filipino physician's assistants drove up to the front of the recreation building in a motorized vehicle the size of a golf cart with a stretcher on the back. Let's go, Lieutenant Lopez yelled. She saw Scott Stevenson, who ran the inmates' recreational activities, limp out of the front door of the rec building. He was bleeding from his leg. Bitch shanked me, he told them. Officer Napuna, Foreman Russell, and Lieutenant Lopez lifted Stevenson onto the stretcher. Any other wounds? One of the PAs asked, rolling up Stevenson's pant leg. Nope, that's it. You're going to live, Lieutenant Lopez said dryly. Russell must Stevenson's red hair. I've had worse wounds from a staple gun, Scotty. Scott gave them the thumbs up as the PAs drove off with him strapped to the stretcher. Okay, people, listen up. We're going on lockdown, Lieutenant Lopez barked. We need to get the inmates to their units for an emergency count. After count clears, report immediately to the visiting room for your next assignment. And I mean immediately. Don't stop to take a piss or call your family. They'll hear about it on the news. 
And don't, I repeat, do not discuss this escape with the inmates under any circumstances. Now move! Victoria wasn't fond of paramilitary communication, especially commands directed toward her. She was a professional, not a GS-9 correctional officer like Nipuna, who was fresh out of Iraq. She hurried back to the psych building and summoned Brad Shaw, the substance abuse counselor, out of earshot of the inmates. He looked her up and down. What the hell happened? She felt something in her hair and pulled out a twig, noticing for the first time that her hand was trembling. Helicopter escape on the rec yard. Stevenson got stabbed. He'll be okay, though. Brad's boyish blue eyes turned serious. What? Where was OSP? Why didn't they shoot? It was crazy, she said, realizing that her navy pantsuit was likely ruined. They shot a warning shot, but they can't shoot at a moving target. Besides, it happened on the yard. Whoever was in the truck might have missed and shot one of us. Listen, I'll tell you all about it later. Her legs felt wobbly, and she wanted to sit down but couldn't. We've got to get the inmates to the housing units. Lockdown and emergency count. Then we're supposed to report to the visiting room. Brad shook his head. Shit. That means cell feeding. That's not that bad, is it? She asked. She'd never been through a lockdown.